Welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. Um, it's been a while since I've been here on a Wednesday, and you might be saying, whoa, look at that jacket, Mayor. And so I want to share a story with you that uh, when my daughter, um, when my daughter saw me in this jacket uh, a couple of weeks ago, she said, Dad, you look like the mayor on Jaws, right? Um, so like I'll, I'll leave that alone, right? So <laughs> yeah, I like it. it. Yeah. So um, it is not pink. It's, uh, it's like a light red. An award for the uh, occasional holiday. So, uh, happy Fourth of July coming up. Can you believe that today is the last day of June, the last day of fiscal year twenty-one? And we got lots to talk about. And I am thrilled to have as my guest on today's program, acting uh, police chief uh, Tom McEnany. Tom, thank you so much for coming to doing. Uh, we appreciate everything you've been doing for us. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. My so you're going to find out that this is uh, kind of back and forth. Okay. So. Um, the audience will ask questions as we go through, uh, but there's a couple things, uh, you know, that we'll point out to start. We're going to do, uh, folks, we're going to do things a little bit backwards from what we normally do because Tom has uh, the Diversity and Equity Council at 6 o'clock prompt. So we're going to do him, and then at the tail end of the show, we'll do the COVID charts. For those of you that expect the COVID charts, the news is good. Uh, the mayor's not hiding it from you um, to bring out the bad news. Um, the news is good. We're in the gray. I never thought I'd be happy to say that. You, you know, you think we're in the green is good, but um, from a state's perspective, gray is better than green. Absolutely. Right? And so uh, you're going to see we're in the gray, finally, at long last, and we want to stay there. And we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, our upcoming Independence Day um, activity. Fingers crossed that the weather uh, cooperates with us. Uh, but I wanted to um, start with you, Tom, um, and talk a little bit about... Um, you know, your first impressions as you come to Methuen. So, um, you know, you, 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 we reached out to municipal resources and met you. Yes. Uh, and both Council Smart and I interviewed you. I'm sure you remember that. I, Notice vividly. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hallmark of your day. Um, and um, so then we made the decision to bring you in as the acting chief. And so talk about first impressions uh, when you... Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I've been welcomed with open arms. Uh, the men and women of the police department are highly professional individuals, and I was excited to see that. And I was uh, just professional yeah. how they greeted me there. And uh, your entire staff has been nothing but professional in working with them. Uh, so, and the the public has been great when I'm out in the public. They have been great. just very receptive yeah. to me coming in here with, you know, uh, some fresh ideas yep. and some. Yeah. So it's been great. It's yep. been a great uh, process. Good. Well, it's good to have you on board. And so, um, you know, one of the things, um, um, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about when you first came in was, you know, the impact of the audit. Uh, from Methuen Police yeah. Department. So can you kind of give, and I'm not going to hold it, some general particulars on what we've been doing in, within Methuen PD to kind of address those 23 different findings? If you yes. Yeah. So the audit, as I said in our, our interview when we were first going through this uh, process and I was being interviewed for the position, I looked at the audit as almost being a blueprint on 
This is a game plan. This is how we're going to follow. This is how I would proceed. And I'm happy to report out of the 23 items, we are really plowing through a good number of those items. Uh, first and foremost, some of the big key areas are policies and procedures, and we are getting Methuen PD up to that level of uh, the accreditation standards uh, and looking for state wide accreditation and to reach those standards. Accreditation is simply uh, best practices uh, in policies and procedures and how the Methuen Police Department operates under those policies procedures. We look at high level incidents which may uh, be uh, incidents where uh, dealing with mentally the mentally uh, ill dealing with the public uh, internal affairs uh, responding to domestic abuse. All of these parts are part of the accreditation uh, process, and we look at everything from A to Z in the, the process. So it's been uh, a great experience working with the members of the department. They're excited about the professionals, uh, that professional level of accreditation, um, and they've been uh, excellent to work with and very professional. So uh, hats off to the men and women of the Methuen Police Department in embracing this. Yep. Now, you, you specifically um, have taken some folks and made them part of a focus team to kind of drive the process. Yes. So, you know, I, I'd call them like project manager, but I, I know that's not what they are. So No, actually, you're spot on. Okay. You're spot on. So I uh, tapped... Uh, Eric Ferrero is a accreditation manager, mm -hmm. uh, so he's running the process right now. And he had uh, two officers, uh, Steve Hatem and Matt Muskis, uh, to assist in drafting some of these policies. But it isn't just a top-down approach mm -hmm. uh, when we're dealing with these, these policies and procedures. It's incorporating the men and women of the department and getting input from them as well uh, and actually putting what Methuen Police Department's doing and incorporating it with the accreditation uh, standards and levels. So it's, been, it's worked out great, Mr. Mayor, and uh, happy to report that we are uh, approaching approximately 97% done through an accreditation took me about five months in my previous job to uh, obtain this, but we are really uh, moving forward and pushing that ball That's over great. the goal line. That's great. So. And uh, the general feedback from the rank of file has been positive on it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, they do have the questions. They're asking the questions, and I encourage that. Yeah. Uh, but the staff has been great, and they're embracing yeah. it. And that was, again, that, was, that came out in... Uh, part of the audit that how professional the men and women of the police department were and they, they were recognized by the people that did the the audit and so I am embracing that mm -hmm. and uh, capitalizing on that and, and what I'm seeing is just uh, they are making uh, uh, tremendous strides in moving that accreditation process forward yep so um, so let's talk a little bit about um you know, general issues that you've seen. So uh, from the public's perspective or a public safety perspective, what are we seeing? What, are there any trends that we're seeing? I mean, I, I know things slowed down noticeably during the pandemic. Yes. Uh, bad guys even paid attention to the yes. pandemic, right? Are we seeing a reemergence? We absolutely are. That way, but yeah. yeah, we are seeing more activity because the public is opening up more. Yeah. And uh, so the community is uh, coming out. Yep. 
and we are seeing more activity on the police department. Our calls for service are actually starting to step up, uh, and we are trying to address those calls for service. Again, another audit uh, point was to touch base on some of the, the staffing levels, yep. and you and I and your team have discussed that, uh, and so we are addressing that. We've addressed it with the budget, the upcoming yep. budget. Yep. So we're really trying to tackle a lot in a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I'm going to hold you. Uh, so, I want to, so for the residents, um, you know, when people look at the FY22 budget, I think what the chief is referring to is we've added um, – Funding for th- budget for three additional patrolmen in FY22, patrol officers, I should yep. say. I've got to watch my vernacular. And uh, three additional sergeants. Correct. And that was one of the main thrusts of the uh, audit was saying, um, you know, maybe a little top-heavy command structure, but the sergeants was actually lower than most forces, comparable forces, right? Yeah, and that's the first line of defense is kind of what Yeah, and that is, that is a key point to uh, some of the success that we will have on the police department is that first-line supervisor yeah. and utilizing that and actually having enough supervision in the, on the street and in the in-house yeah. uh, so we can make the proper decisions on calls. Right. And so... Uh, commend you for supporting that in nope, the city council yep. for supporting that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say thank you to the city council. Absolutely, right? I think they got it. And um, you know, I know residents have said, "Well, what are we doing?" Uh, you know, in regards to the audit, I, I want it to be clear that we're working the twenty-three tenants you know, several different ways, right? Uh, uh, yeah, we're not just focused on one right. thing. We are trying to touch upon right. several of those areas, and a lot of those areas out of the twenty-three dealt with the policies and procedures. Yeah, and we've tackled. Uh, yeah, like so I said, 90, right? yeah. the framework of the infrastructure is so important, right? Because everybody who works in 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 the business needs to understand, you know, the ramifications, how to do things. And I guess I'd say that to you is um, there's a lot. There's a lot of procedures, right? There uh, are a lot. Force to yes. Uh, so the and, and maybe this is an open-ended question with with your Westford experience, you know, brought forward. Is it hard to keep the man and woman in in the street up to date with changes? You know, there's there's so much that changes. Yeah, there is, and you know, with the police reform that came out, yeah, I was going to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Chapter sixty police reform requires a lot more that's being put on local police departments, and they're almost unfunded mandates yep. for communities to keep up with. So, it is the onus is put on the city and the towns to maintain that higher level of training and expectation for our officers. And we are doing that as well. And, again, that is another one of those uh, 23 items that we touched upon. We actually created a training unit and a training unit commander. Uh, Chris Max has taken on that role, and he was commended in your audit as uh, some of the best training uh, that they've seen, and we've continued with that. So we're not – we're really – Amplifying things that work, and we're trying to uh, increase our policies and procedures. But just like you say, it touches upon a wide range of topics and areas yeah. within the police department. Yeah. Now, we had, we had sent, and I'm going to do this wrong, so we had sent five officers through the academy the previous time. Yeah. Was it five? Yes. My math is. No, you're right. Don't get old, dear. Yeah, forget. And we only have one in this time, I think, right? Yes. So we had uh, a couple of positions, and we tried filling those positions. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we didn't get to where we wanted to get for the personnel to fill that, uh, those extra spots. But 
we will we're going to move forward and we're going to continue to work right. on getting those spots filled right. and that's a challenge it is a challenge and one of the things uh, i love to see it and it's only one um one tiny thread, but it's step. You know, I, the sign at the loop before there was a civil service exam. Correct. A couple of weeks ago. Yes. So right. they, still, it's still an ongoing process. The yeah. civil service. Uh, I will uh, say, uh, you know, you've done a great job. The department did a great job prior to me even coming here on getting the message out about the civil right. service, right. Uh, and. That's what you want within you. You want people from your community yep. working in your community, yep. and I and commend I the, you on that. I saw the bilingual message, and I love that because it was, uh, you know, we need more representative community members on the force. Uh, so that was a good step forward. Just a reminder for the citizens, um, the audit itself is online at thecitymethuen.net. You can see the audit results of 23. And uh, when we're at the point where we transition from you, Tom, uh, to a, the full-time selected chief, my my um, my head is kind of focused on kind of a public outbriefing at city council of, hey, here's where we were, here's where we are now. It doesn't mean you're 100% finished all 23 items, but here's the progress we've made to date. Uh, we handed off to the new landlord with a set of keys, um, and here's the things we have left to do, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing, right? So um, I think that's important. Now, we have... Um, uh, we have people talking about Forest Lake and air conditioning, so I'll get to those questions in a minute, folks. Um, uh, all right, we'll talk about that. So I, I did want to transition, and um, uh, Caroline, if we could show, uh, we also kicked off the, the interview team for the Methuen Police. Hey, you, you are very good, Caroline. Um, so these are the slides that I use um, a week ago, it's hard for me to believe that today is June 30th, Tom. Right? It's flying. It's just unbelievable, right? July 1st is tomorrow. So for the residents of Methuen, you know what the Irish say, when you wake up on, on the first of the month, as your feet hit the floor, you're supposed to say, rabbit, rabbit, to cut through the bad luck. So I give you that one. Remember that tomorrow morning okay. before you put your shoes on. Um, so we kicked off the interview team uh, last Monday. And if you go to the next slide, this is the agenda that I kind of took them through. Um, and go to the next slide. To, so this is the people that compose the interview team. So um, you've got city employees. You've got Lisa Crowley, who's the director of HR, and Maggie Dupre, who's our chief administrative financial officer, who did such a financial, uh, terrific uh, job working on the budget, FY22, so I really appreciate her help. Uh, you've got my chief of staff, Janet Natale. You've got Tim Sheehy, who's the chief of the fire department. We have Mike Samad, who's the West District Counselor, the Chair of the Public Safety Committee, and the Lawrence Police Department Sergeant, and a resident, obviously. Uh, and you've got Jim Fitzpatrick, who's uh, both a retired uh, captain and a former chief of Lawrence PD, and he's also a Methuen resident, and we appreciate his involvement. And then on the right-hand side are, are three people that uh, I'll be, I, I kind of handpicked. Um, who represent uh, a diverse spectrum of the Methuen community, um, kind of a, uh, you know, the, the Citizens Advisory Panel, if you will, part of the board. So Linda Susi, who um, uh, from Methuen Arlington neighborhood, and she's one of the Citizens Advocacy reps. Johan Lopez, who is a Methuen business owner. He owns some, a real estate agency in downtown, as well as multiple buildings in, in the center of Methuen, an investor. 
and also is a citizen advocacy rep. And then you've got Raymond Robel, who's the vice president of Alliant Credit Union, uh, a member of the Methuen Board of Health, a Methuen resident, and, and the third Methuen. And so what we've tried to do is get a cross-representation of people um, so that not all the questions. So and, and to be honest with you, I would assume that Council Samard and uh, former Chief Fitzpatrick would, would take the technical policing kind of questions area. And um, and maybe Tim Shee too, and then you know some of the business side questions would be the CAFO and, and some of my staff, and then um, each of the neighborhood representatives, um, w- or citizens advocacy would have their line of questioning, if you will, right for the chief. Now we did give them twenty five, I think twenty five questions uh, that I researched far and wide, um, and some of them were related to the audit, uh, but some of them were different. Um, and for example, one of the ones on there, I don't, I don't want to give it away with, in case people are watching who are going to get interviewed, uh, but one of the questions relates to um, what we just talked about, you know, with the Reform Act. It, what do you see as the most pronounced impacts on local policing, all right? And gives uh, somebody, because uh, to be frank, we're not going to talk about who's applied, but there are 22 applicants for the position as of today, all right? And if you go to the next slide in the package, I wanted to give the citizens kind of a, this is the proposed process, right? And so the team, before I go through the slide, the team itself is working on um, the drafted questions because I don't want the questions to be, well, the mayor gave us these questions. I gave them some sample questions, some of them related to uh, business management side of the house. Uh, the policing ones, you know, came from different spots of other cities that have asked questions of police chiefs, but I want the questions to be the ones the team owns. So they've had the last week, their their activity for the last week was focus on the questions. Make sure the questions are the ones you want to add, ask, excuse me, and if they're not, shape the questions you want to ask in each category. Because literally, with 22 candidates, and if you would ask each candidate 25 questions, that's a long process, it right? Is. Would be, but this is the process itself. So uh, the working team meeting hap, uh, is going to happen regularly. So HR will chair those. Uh, each of the interviewers has received a packet containing the um, applicant's information, uh, the draft questions, uh, the evaluation sheets, and all of that for feedback by next week. Um, then, uh, working with the interview team, HR is going to set up formal notification to candidates, and they're going to start, because there's so many of them, with Zoom interviews, right? And HR and the mayor's office will help to schedule those. And so m- my expectation is most of the 22, if not all, will be interviewed on Zoom. Um, and that's a fair process. I-, I would tell you, you know, well, giving, I've looked at uh, all of the 22 candidates, uh, all of them could rightfully say, I've got the skill sets to become the next police chief in Methuen. Um, but in there is one who will be, right? Um, then um, the Zoom interviews we conducted. We did our first, uh, for the rest of the world, we did our first training on unconscious bias for city employees yesterday. Um, that was fantastic. Um, and they talked about making sure you, uh, I felt good because... Uh, if you look at number four, it says complete the interview of vows before information sharing. And the unconscious bias said, do that. Don't poison the well. Don't take the evidence is what the young lady said, right? Yeah. So um, 
do your interview, write down your evaluation, and then share it. Right? Don't talk to each other about the interview before you, because otherwise strong personalities can kind of move people in a specific direction. Right? Uh, human resource will set, be the centralized repository for all that information, um, and it's essential that the, the, the interviewers submit the paperwork you know, the same day as the interview. Then what's going to happen is there'll be a subset of the team. Um, so there'll be scoring rounds, and that 22 or whatever number will be reduced down to five or six. And those five or six will be brought on site for face-to-face interviews with a subset of the interview panel, and the process repeats itself. So six, schedule and conduct the face-to-face interviews. I didn't repeat the, the um, complete interview vows and information sharing, but that would happen again. And then they will select two to three finals position. At that point in time, uh, Tom, you and I would come to the forefront. So you and I would conduct an interview of the two to three finalists, and we would write down what we think our, our view is on the uh, two or three candidates. And then uh, I've kind of said uh, I'll bring the uh, final candidates to the city council for them to ask them questions. Um, and that way we've got a collective view on who is the best um, you know, full-time chief for the city of Methuen going forward. So uh, that's the process. I just wanted to share that while Tom was here so that uh, people understand this is working in a parallel path. Right? So this team is off and running now. Um, and the intent is to get that done. But in the meantime, we're going to keep our hand on the controls. Absolutely. Right? And keep moving the city forward. So I don't know if we had any questions about that. Um, oh, there are some. Okay. Um, uh, Nancy Reardon asked about cooling stations. There was a cooling station at the Timoney School for both yesterday and today. There will not be tomorrow um, because the weather is supposed to be much better tomorrow. Right, so it is uh, my my dashboard outside said 102. Um, I don't know if that's correct or if it's just it felt it. Yeah, it felt <laughs> it right. Uh, but you should be forewarned that I see some really dark storm clouds. Uh, we're up off Pelham Street, and just the drive from City Hall on uh, Pleasant Street to uh, Pelham Street went from bright sunlight to um, really dark and foreboding. And we did get a uh, kind of advanced notification from National Grid that they're eyeballing some severe storms between uh, 5 and 10 o'clock tonight. So please be advised if you're outside to watch the skies and, and be prepared. Um, so the cooling stations at the school were there through 8 o'clock today, and I think they shut down. Um, how is the Methuen Police Department dealing with COVID-19 issues? If police, if people need records such as accident police reports, how do they obtain them now? Do they call and get mailed the report, or does one have to set up an appointment to come in for the report? So we do it a couple of different ways. We uh, have been set up for this. I know the, the previous chief had set this procedure up prior to me even coming in, and it was uh, – a procedure that works excellent for the staff on getting the necessary requirements. People can either still come into the station and we can still address the people's concerns either by phone, call in, or visit the station. So we're open for business and we're open 24-7. Excellent. Good to hear. Because I, like I, I got a notice from the state that said my LTC expires December 31st and then the little postcard said start your process now and I start like, it now yeah. because the, uh, everything has been put on hold now since things are opening up it's really kind of flooding the systems yep 
Uh, question is, will the next chief be required to reside in Methuen? I'll take that one. The answer is no. Um, contractually, they'll, they will be allowed to live within 15 miles as the crow flies within Methuen, right? Uh, do you have annual police comparison crime statistics over the past couple of years to share so residents can see trends? So I love that question because that's one of the things I'm looking for, right? Yep. So what we have done, and the answer, the short answer is no, not right here, right now, but we can get that. Yep. And as you and I have discussed about upgrading the systems to yes. allow us to look at uh, some more analysis and data, comparing the trends and, and spotlighting those trends so we can address those. Uh, so we're looking at updating that uh, yep. mechanism. Yep. Uh, uh, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully we'll have some good news to report uh, to the community yeah. soon. And so, uh, you know, Teresa, I love that question because uh, that's one of the questions um, I've asked for, to be asked for. So how do we report those up? Because I think the community needs to understand, especially when it comes down to serious crimes, right? What are the trends? Um, you know, we hear a lot in Methuen about um, hypodermic needles and things like that, right? So drugs, uh, violent crimes, uh, things of that nature, we should be uh, abreast of, you know, what's happening from a trend perspective as a community. Uh, uh, Teresa asked another question. Uh, are you going to publish community safety tips on Facebook sometimes? I think you do. Yeah, we do. Right? They, Actually, Teresa, if you look, the audit lauded uh, the MPD's social media approach. They have an excellent, very robust uh, social media uh, posts. Uh, great staff that works in there and getting information out to the public as much as we can release. Uh, and uh, they do a great job. So I do commend them. And I yeah. believe, like you just mentioned, the the audit recognized that. Yeah. And I was really uh, impressed with the group of yeah, people do that are doing that. Yeah, they a good job getting the information out. Absolutely. Uh, are you going to have neighborhood watch groups like the typical, uh, like we're typical, I believe, in the 80s? So, again, I love that question. So let me just say this. Um, I've got two contracts. I shouldn't say. I've got one contract and one uh, soon-to-be contract uh, sitting on my desk, and one council for Retro has been very patient with me on. So I want to talk about uh, the camera program which I haven't given up, is 45 locations of the city. And to me, that is part of our, our community neighborhood programs. So before we um, have National Night Out this year, please, God, if the numbers stay the way they are, we will have National Night Out because I enjoy that. Um, we're going to install 45 cameras in various spots in the city. Um, and that is, that, that's a multifaceted thing, right? That's to address... Uh, crime, but let me pick one of the locations so people can understand. So one of the locations is right over here by um, 213 in Pelham Street, where there's a lot of car accidents here uh, for whatever reason. Um, and statistically, we've, we've looked at that. So we would put a camera there, uh, that whole area, the 93 Bridge and, and, and uh, Pelham Street. And um, it would catch not only uh, car accidents, any activity in that area, uh, maybe even, um, I remember on the show vividly, somebody uh, called me saying, man, you know, there's a ton of trash underneath the Palm Street Bridge. I did this investigation to find out it was coming from a state road crew, right? They were working on 93, and they were dumping all this stuff underneath the bridge. Um, so uh, that would, the point I'm trying to make is it would be kind of a multi-phased the cameras will do safety, but they'll also do um, uh, illegal dumping, if you will, 
right? So the Gill Avenue field will be, is another one of the spots because whether you know it or not, mysteriously, um, you know, you go there one day and the next day a couch shows up um, thrown by the field. And, and so that kind of behavior has got to stop. And we can stop it if we have cameras. Our expectation is not that our dispatchers or others monitor it 24-7, but just so you know, the cameras uh, back in the station record uh, to a computer, and they send them out to the computers in the uh, patrol cars. And Lawrence already has this in over 100 uh, locations. Uh, I went with um, Mike Samard and Chief Vasque, and they walked me through how it works, and I loved it, to be honest with you. And the only thing uh, keeping me from moving forward was a little um, um, wavering on the financial side. Uh, I had to make sure I had all the monies accounted for. I'm going to sit here and tell you um, uh, we're ending FY21 in the black. By my calculation, we're going to put close to $2 million to free cash, the bottom line. Free cash freezes. But I've got that contract. We'll go to city council for the August meeting. It won't go July 6th because we've been working the budget and we've been working the collective bargaining agreements. And when I say collective bargaining agreements, uh, we have eight of them to do across the city. And we, we're pretty far down the path with uh, seven of those. And so, um, you know, those things kind of take up a ton of time. And there's a lot of uh, resource constraint kind of understanding, you know, fiscally where we are. And so I, I truly wanted to see where we are from FY21. But... So contract one is the um, the camera program, and that will go to city council in the August meeting. I forget the exact, I think it's the second or third of August. And then the second piece that will go uh, in August is the DPW audit. So much like we did the police department audit, and I want the resident, we solicited bids, and I've got them, and I'm evaluating them right now. And so um, before the end of the week, I will finish that evaluation. So in August, we will come to contract with two, uh, excuse me, come to council with two contracts, and one will be for the, um, the camera program, which is safety in neighborhoods. And we're going to do more, Teresa, beyond the cameras. So the neighborhood program requires more than just cameras, right? We're going to reinvigorate that neighborhood watch, if you will, that involvement. Uh, how do we, each of us, you know, kind of participate to keep our neighborhoods safe? And, and PD will be part of that. Um, and then the second piece, like I said, is the DPW audit, right? And those will go in August along with, hopefully, the seven CBAs. So we will have a jam-packed August agenda for city council. Uh, but it represents good work being done, so hopefully people understand that. Um, how does a street get a stoplight or a stop sign? Does that involve a police out of the area? Um, yes and no. Yes right? and no. <laughs> I, I'll give you – so let me do the uh, – a stoplight. So I, I thought it said street light. Um, so a stoplight or stop sign involves um, a traffic audit. And depending on where you are, it, determine, it has to be determined whether the state comes in and does it or uh, local does it. So um, you can't just put, you can't just call City Hall and say, hey, I want a stop sign here. Or I want to, right? We have to do um, an analysis of um, traffic you know, study. Traffic. Yeah, yes. the site itself and the incidents we've had, right? Yes. Is there anything you want to add? I no, so, uh, and it's the same thing with uh, the speed limits as well. An analysis has to be done on the traffic speeds uh, in that area, the traffic counts. So it's a whole engineering study that usually has to take place before uh, that gets addressed. Yep. So there are a lot of moving parts to that. Yep. 
So, so uh, if you've got one, but if you've got one, we've got a spot on the website where you can, uh, so you can use, use C-ClickFix, or uh, you, there's a spot on the website to send an email into the city, and those go right to my office. So we've had residents uh, email in and say, um, we need a street light, or we need a stop sign, or we need a, and what we do is we turn to PD if it's local, and we say, okay, we need a traffic study at XYZ address, or we need... Um, we need to take a look at, you know, uh, the lighting at this street, this corner, that kind of thing. So it is possible. Um, I would love to see as many people use C-ClickFix as possible. Uh, I wanted to share with you that I, I got really excited because the people from C-ClickFix said, hey, for a community that's so new using it, Methuen's doing a hell of a job. And I want to give a shout-out. I think it's Stephanie at the DPW who's doing one hell of a job getting the the actions out there. We may not be closing them as fast as you want, but we are closing them, right? And what I love is if you do them and you don't do them anonymously, you get to track it, right? If you submit with your email, um, hey, there's a pothole at XYZ place, um, you get to see that until it's resolved. You can see that until it's closed. And to me, that's true accountability and transparency. You can see the process until it closes. Um, okay. Um, all right, so um, I just want to be clear. Um, I, I did most of the questions. So we have a process in place for um, the, you know, the interview process for the, the permanent chief has kicked off and is running. In the interim, we've got, we're very fortunate to have you here, Tom. And I Thank said you. That, um, and we're moving towards the accreditation process. And... Um, um, you know, I've had people say, you sure you don't want to ask uh, Tom to apply to be the permanent chief? And your answer to that would be what? Thanks, uh, no thanks. <laughs> no, I actually, you know, uh, first of all, I was uh, greeted from with the public and the community with open arms. And yep. it's, been a, it's been a great experience. Yep. The police department, like I said, great men and women of the police department. And the community should be proud of... Uh, they're the men and women of the police department. They really do care about um, this community. Uh, but with me, it was a time thing with me. I hit my max with my retirement. As you know, I was a police officer for 35 years. God bless you. And uh, the last, uh, my entire career, last uh, 22 years, it was either the chief of police or the deputy chief. And so... Uh, I've done this. Yeah. I still love the job. I love what we do. Um, and uh, But you'll be in good hands. Yeah. I know you have a, a great uh, process in place yeah. in your selection process, and you'll be in great hands. I'm, I'm confident, you know, meeting with some of the people that are on your, your search committee, um, they want the right person for the right job. You know, in the end, you won't be here, so... Um, I will blame you if we pick the wrong person, right? I'll say. I'm used to it. So, Nancy Reardon said it was a pleasure meeting you. So, here you go. Thank you. I just talking Thank you, Nancy. So, Teresa asked another question How does police use C Click Fix program? Is this only used by the city? So, I love that you asked that. So, so I want to make sure people understand. I don't want you using C Click Fix for something you should call 911 for. Yes. Right, C click fix is for um, what's the term? I would I hate to all maintenance type issues, right? So if you've got a way, if, if you think your street needs a stop sign, 
and you put in C-click fix, we can route that to the chief, right? So uh, when you say the city, Teresa, uh, all departments of the city have a representative who has access to it, C-click fix, that is, right? Um, and, and so um, I don't want... I don't want you using C-click fix when you need an ambulance. I don't want you using C-click fix when uh, there's been a car accident at the corner of, you know, Pleasant Street and Broadway. That's not the right. But, um, you know, hey, we need to do something about the, uh, the you know, the, the, the needles that are being thrown by the wayside on Pelham Street. That can be on C-click fix and be shared with police. So that they understand that we need, you know, more patrols in the area. If you follow, right? So it's not, uh, you know, I think sometimes people. I worry that we focus too much on DPW, and um, our DPW folks do use the C-click fix, but they're not the only ones. Our, our our city inspectors use it too, and we're expanding that. And hopefully, you get to watch because probably one of the best parts of the uh, the FY22 budget process. Uh, was when Pat Bauer, the director of DPW, got up there and said, next year when I come in here, he said, my expectation is to show you a number of charts and graphs that show the types of events that we've had to do based on residents' input to C-Click Fix. Um, so that, coupled with the feedback we got from C-Click Fix saying, hey, Methuen has really uh, stepped up and addressed, you know, embraced the C-Click Fix, doesn't mean everybody's using it they could, but the more we use it, the greater transparency, the greater you'll be able to see, um, you know, what the people who work for the city do for you. But don't use it in an emergency situation, right? It's not, it's not for that. So if you need a stop sign, put it in there. We can, share, we can route that over to PD. All right. Um, now, are there any procedures used in the Westford Police Department that were successful that could be enacted for the Methuen Police Department? Yes, and we're, we, we have adopted a couple of those procedures and policies, and we're uh, specifically our testing policy for uh, promotional yep. uh, events. So we're utilizing some of the policies that I've already adopted. So it's kind of making this a little bit easier to do. We're not yeah. starting from scratch. We're taking yeah. some stuff that's already been yeah. uh, adopted, utilized. And again, we're utilizing best practices yeah. here that accreditation is already approved of, and we're incorporating them here in right. uh, Methuen. So. Now, in private industry, we used to say steal shamelessly, but I assume in police we wouldn't stay there. That, that's, yeah, we, we're staying away from that, that terminology. Hola, Rafi, como esta? So, um, and um, let's talk a little bit about, you've met my, uh, my citizen advocacy panel member, Linda Susi, right? Yes. And uh, hopefully it took you like .0 seconds to figure out her passion for Methuen and for Absolutely. the neighborhood, right? Yes. And so um, uh, one of the things we talked about is, um, you know, how we, oh, that's close. That was, I don't know if you could hear that on the TV. That was, that was a big bolt of thunder. That scared the mayor, right? Right out of his seat. I'd say I lost my hair, but th that already happened. Um, totally lost my train of thought, too. Linda Susie. <laughs> Linda Susie. Thank you. So um, um, how we, you know, have you, have you met with her? Have you met with other yep. members of the community? What takeaways did you get from them? It's really important. Uh, Again, very impressed yeah. with the dedication and the passion that the, 
like Linda has for the community in the Arlington yeah. Street neighborhood. But it's just not the Arlington Street neighborhood. Yeah. She's participating on Amen. the search for the, yeah. the the new chief. So it's a yeah. community thing. So uh, very impressed. I spoke with Linda today on the phone. Uh, and we're trying to get the basketball program set and the referee program set for the kids in the, uh, that area yep. uh, for the program, for the basketball program to be up and running. And as you know, the uh, members of the police department donate their time yep. to help ref and, and help coordinate that, that program. So extremely impressed with the, the dedication and the passion that uh, your community, community members have about yep. the city of Methuen. Now, you do realize, I kept to hear, it's almost 545. It's pouring rain, as you can hear, right? Yes. So I you're, you're, you're dashed I'm, to... I'm, I'm, close, <laughs> I'm parked close by, so I should be all set. I might be yeah. a little wet on the Zoom call, but no, that's yeah. all right. Um, so uh, let me just say this, because um, I know you have to um, go to the diversity uh, equity uh, meeting at, at 6 o'clock. What, is there anything else you wanted to share with the citizens of Methuen that I haven't given? The mayor hasn't given you a chance to share that something that you wanted to kind of tell the community about what we're doing at MPD. Uh, well, you know what? I just think I hit upon that the fact, and I want to reiterate the fact that uh, the men and women of the police department have embraced the accreditation and really professionalization of their policies and procedures, and. Uh, they're working with me through this, and I'm working with them. Yeah. Uh, and it's a group effort. It's not just one person coming in and saying this is the way it is. Yeah. It's where it's a collective effort, and uh, it's across the board uh, through the members of the police department. So I'm very impressed with their uh, willingness to engage this and tackle this. And that also came out in the audit, like we said, yeah. as... Uh, even the people that were doing the audit were impressed with their uh, want, wanting to be uh, to step this up. And, they, yep. and I believe, uh, you know, you have a great police department. It's really, um, it's been a pleasure. Yep. There hasn't been any uh, issues or stumbling blocks. It's been a pleasure to work with uh, yep. your staff and the members yep. of the police department in, in tackling some of these, these issues. All right, before I let you go. I know you, I, I got, Councilor Samad, thank you, Councilor. Uh, I, I got to call you on the ride over. Um, he said, hi, Mayor, the Public Safety Committee is thrilled with your pick for interim chief. He's done the job MRI promised he'd do. We've got a lot of positive feedback from the rank and file about the progress the department has made since he took over. Chief McEnany just keeps checking off boxes from the audit findings. So thank thanks, you, Councilor Samad. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, so um, I'm going to give you ch time to slide out so you can... Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Mr. Right, Mayor. Thank you for coming on the program. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll have Tom back uh, probably in a month or so uh, so he can ask more questions. And we'll do a regular update of the status of the uh, chief search. So good thank luck you very much. Thank you. All right, what I want to do is transition. Uh, this may seem awkward timing. I want to go to... Um, if we could show the uh, reminder of the fireworks. So while the rain is pouring down, the mayor takes the opportunity to remind you that this Saturday, I, I, need, you to, I need the prayer chain worker with me because uh, I saw the weather forecast this morning. It says upper 60s, cloudy and gray um, with a 40% chance of showers. But we're going we're gonna to wish that away because the rain date is uh, a week away, July 10. So um, you all have been very patient. And we've got a chance to come out and celebrate Independence Day as well as um, a little bit of putting the pandemic hopefully behind us, hopefully. 
Um, so I, I want you to come out and enjoy with me. Arrive early. It's going to be a great family event. We're going to have food trucks. We've got uh, free activities ranging from um, cornhole to giant Jenga to um, all these various activities that people will be able to do. Uh, the Loop has donated, um, you know, uh, superheroes and characters. Um, there's going to be a, a little play area for younger children. There's uh, going to be a touch of truck. There's going to be six food trucks there. You'll be able to get everything from these unbelievable French fries to Greg Fratto's Crispellis to ice cream to uh, slush, uh, as well as uh, the Loop... Um, uh, restaurants, and I'm going to say uh, uh, both Randy Allen from The Loop and myself, I'm going to buy $500 worth of movie tickets to AMC theaters, and I'm going to walk around giving them out during the event, and I know Randy's going to do that, Randy Allen from The Loop is going to do that, and then uh, there's face painting and all kinds of activities, and there's music, right? And, and I was going to, you know, um, I was going to say, uh, maybe I'll even get tempted into... Um, into performing I Like Methuen. We need to do a little bit more positive. We'll get Bev Eskel out of retirement. We'll do I Like Methuen, right? Um, but come on down. Um, so um, 6 o'clock, and the fireworks is right around 925, right? But if you're coming to the loop, uh, if we could go to the map for one minute, Carol Ann. As, yeah, it's important that you understand. So that, that yellow flash at the top is where the fireworks come. That's Pleasant Valley Street. So behind AMC Theater, there where there's blueprinting, I'm going to remind folks when Captain Hager was on last week, uh, there's going to be blocked-in parking behind uh, AMC there. Um, so we are going to have a heavy police presence to kind of make sure we're safe. We're anticipating a crowd of eight to 10,000. Uh, we want you to celebrate responsibly. You cannot bring liquor into the event. There will be a beer tent at Margarita's. Um, so we're hoping as many people show up and enjoy the event as possible. And then uh, we're going to involve the citizens in talking about where do we do it next year because the spot where we shoot our fireworks from, uh, by this time next year, will be full of apartments. It will be an apartment complex. So that's a different um, um, uh, venue. Um, okay. Um, so we've got... Uh, Zara Bobuin says, I hope in the storm no one's car will be flooded in Ford Street again. The infrastructure, the sewers, there is zero. My car got flooded the last two weeks. Um, so we have, um, just so you know, uh, we have uh, the American Rescue Plan money that's come into the city, and we're going to use that in conjunction with city council. And one of the things that we've asked uh, DPW and Water to take a look at is where um, the top 10 areas where we could replace in the city for infrastructure, right? So we've got 40-some-odd million dollars, um, and we're going to use some of it on our parks and fields. Um, we're going to use some of it on Forest Lake. I'm going to be right up front with you. Uh, we're going to use some of it on uh, water infrastructure, Zara. So um, if that's one of the ones that the... Uh, the water department comes up with that will be addressed. Um, the map is, uh, Teresa, on the City of Methuen website, and the loop will be printing it and giving it out. Uh, so if we can go back to the map one more time before I do the COVID stats. So over there where the kids zone is, um, if you can see the top right-hand corner of the map, the kids zone, you see the Verizon store and the, um, I think it's the dental. Uh, in between there where Jersey Mike's is going to go shortly, um, 
is where our command structure will be for the event. Um, so you can look for the Methuen Police Command Vehicle there. We will have people there. Uh, we will have medical professionals. We will have folks from the fire department on, on site. Uh, it doesn't sound like the heat will be a problem, but hopefully, you know, answering Teresa's question, we're hopeful that we don't have to cancel. We're going to try to make a call by uh, midday Friday. And for those of you wondering, why do you do that? Um, we do that because once the fireworks start traveling, um, it's too late to cancel. And so the fireworks, the people that do the fireworks, they have to be there by 9 o'clock in the morning. So we really need to make a decision sometime during the day Friday, whether we're going to be able to hold the event or not. Um, and we really want to. We want to do it July 3rd, not July 10th, but um, we will see what Mother Nature provides. Okay, so let's go to the uh, COVID charts, if we could, please. So this is, uh, I, I cheated you guys last week, and I didn't give you So most important thing is we have five new cases. We had three last week, five, but the arrow is gray. And so if you go to the, what's good and what's not so good, there's not a lot of not so good. So we're in the gray. I never thought we'd say we're in the gray is better than we're in the green, but it is. So when you look at the state, um, gray is better than green, and Methuen is in the gray. Haverhill and Lawrence are still in the green, uh, which is much better than it was, but um, we want to stay in the gray. Um, FY21, today, June 30th, is the last day of fiscal year 21, and we are finishing it strong. We're going to show you that uh, uh, fiscally conservative planning and responsible behavior, um, not misappropriation or mismanagement of money, is going to put us in the black again. Uh, also, good news is we're finally over 50% vaccinated, completely vaccinated. Forest Lake is open. I went up there, um, I think it was Monday morning, after we did the first fireworks meeting at the Loop. And, uh, you know, there were about 50 people there. I was informed yesterday when it was much warmer that the, the lake was packed. And that is a very affordable uh, Jim, we've added sand, and uh, we are going to spend some of the opera money to upgrade the facilities. Uh, I want to be completely honest. Most of that will probably happen towards the end of the season for next season, right? But we're going to replace the bathrooms and the showers. We're going to improve the playground area, um, and we're going to do several things up there that make it more usable for the citizens of Methuen. By the way, Forest Lake is only for Methuen residents. And I think it's $5 per person per day, $10 for a car load, and $50 for the season. And you can obtain the season passes by calling our recreation department. Um, and then I talked about the fireworks. Just a reminder that the rain date is July 10th. Okay, next chart if we can. So there you go. Proof that we're in the gray. That purple arrow points at us in the gray. Uh, Haverhill's the green above us, and Lawrence is the little green right in front of us. So um, that's where we are. That's the best news possible. Next chart. Um, men and women, next chart. Five new cases. One in the 40 to 49, two in the 30 to 39, and two in the 20 to 29. So the under 19 and the over 50s all get gold stars this week. Excellent job. Um, it's still not dead yet. And there's the totals. I'm not going to read them to you, partially because with my side, I can't read them from here. Go ahead. Uh, all right, here's the ski slope. Um, and you can see that finally we're in the gray. So our rate, our, our incident rate per 100,000 is 0 0.9 as of this week. That is fantastic. And that is the best since we've been tracking the incident rate. So kudos to you. Next chart. 
this is the testing and positive rates also on a downward trend. Uh, we're down at 1.3%. You're going to see on the next chart. So this is um, in the one that everybody says, may you completely fixated. I just think uh, because we have these neighboring communities, it's important to kind of talk about this. So let me, t- this is taken, I, I keep saying this every week and I hope you retain it, that these numbers are taken from the mass.gov website. And so somebody who's smart out there might say, hey, Mayor, it, the state says that Methuen has 7646 in cases, and you report on your charts 8,073. So there's a 300-person difference there. What is it? And the answer is probables. So the city of Methuen and our uh, Director of Health um, Inspection Services, uh, we track both the probables and the positives the same. The state only counts the positives. So um, we have 300-plus probables that we count as as um, people who have had COVID. Um, you can see in the last 14 days, the last two weeks, we've only had 10 cases. Lawrence has had 38, I think the number is, and Havel's had 25. So the numbers have come down significantly, but Methuen uh, doing a very good job. Next slide. Uh, and this uh, kind of takes that map that you saw in the first slide and, and explains it out for you, right? So Lawrence is still at 3.1%. Uh, positives in the last 14 days. Uh, they are in the green. 3.1 is a significant improvement. Haverhill's at 2.7. They're in the green. And Methuen is at 1.3% positive, and we're in the gray. And we want to stay in the gray. Gray is good. Next chart. All right. So we get into th- this. This also comes directly from the state. Uh, this is not um, prepared by the municipality. So next chart. As of last Friday. So I think what's important here, and this one i got to go to my own slides because I can't read it from here, is if you look, you can see that um, that our numbers have finally creeped up over uh, 50%. So that first chart says that Methuen has uh, almost 57%, 56.8 with the first dose compared to statewide 66.7. So in the states, almost 67% of the people, two-thirds, Almost two-thirds have had their first dose, where Methuen were at 57%. Uh, if you look down below, um, on the far right, the percentage of the community fully vaccinated, Methuen is at 51.2, and the rest of the state is at 59.1. So we're slightly trailing, right? Um, and we're also trailing in the partially vaccinated. Uh, partially vaccinated uh, versus one dose, uh, so J&J, one dose is fully done. It counts as one dose and fully done as well. Uh, Moderna and Pfizer, one dose counts as partially vaccinated, just so you know. Okay, next chart. Okay, and I wanted to point out, so while we've made progress, um, and I want to point out the good as well as the one we need to improve, right? So if you look um, for the number of our members of our black population in the city of Methuen, We have vaccinated almost 93% of our black population in the city of Methuen. That's fantastic. Uh, But we don't have that huge a number. Uh, On the Hispanic Latinx side, uh, first dose, we're at uh, 29% of the community versus uh, the state of Massachusetts being at 47.5. So um, long-term short, uh, we've made some progress, but we're still trailing, and we still need to convince our, our Hispanic friends to get the vaccine. And then the last chart that I brought for today is um, 
a breakdown by age, not by uh, any other demographic. So you can see that the 75 plus, we're, um, we're almost at 82 percent. We're right with the state. We're a little bit better than the state and the 65 to 74. We're at 86.2 against 85. And 0 to 64, we're at 45 against 54 from the state. And probably the trailer there being the younger folks. So we're making progress. Um, I would say to you again, um, trust the facts, get the vax. Um, you know, but I respect your right. If you, if you decide not to, just a reminder, um, if, you're in, if your decision is not to get vaccinated, that is yours. And you own that decision, that's fine. Just make sure you're still wearing the mask, right, when you're with other people. Right. So the removal of the mask is really about uh, vaccinations. And truthfully, um, I think the CDC said last week when I didn't do the show um, that you may still need the mask. So I want to take that third rail subject tonight. I'll close with the questions. Has Methuen finally gotten all the eligible American Rescue Plan Act funds? Yeah, we, we've got two buckets. Um, we got 19 million. So we originally, I want to make sure people understand, we were originally slated to uh, get 9 million. And then I wrote some letters and did some comparisons. And I want to thank everybody involved at the state and the federal level who helped, because they all helped. And so we got $19 million in one bucket, and we got $26 million in another bucket. So the $26 million came directly from the state, from the governor, and I appreciate his help. Um, we're not spending a nickel of it till we hire a compliance officer to kind of report out on it, right? And, and, and that's... Uh, the compliance officer is a requirement for the $26 million, but we're going to have them track both because it's just not worth it in the end. Um, so uh, long story short, are there going to be vendor tables for local businesses? They, they can. I don't have them in front of me, Teresa. Um, let's see. Um, okay. So um, we're at 6 o'clock. We're at the end of the uh, show. I, I do see that Cole is talking to somebody. Thank you, Cole. That's very nice of you. Um, come join me Saturday night down at the Loop. We're going to, fingers crossed, for no rain. And hopefully by the time I go outside, I don't want my hair to get all messed up. Um, you like that, right? Um, come on down. Enjoy the music. We've got um, Tony Pace and, and the Tom Lamarck's Orchestra from 6 to 7.30. And then we've got a band called Brandy. At 7:30 and fireworks at uh, 9:25. Uh, it's going to be great to see you without a mask. Hopefully, to enjoy being outside and being together again. Um, and hopefully, you get time to see uh, the newsletter. Our, our, our latest newsletter is out, and it talks to you a lot about what I talked about uh, today—the celebration itself—but also some upcoming things, Methuen Day in the fall, and things we're going to do. Um, and we've got a Field of Honor booth that's going to be at the 4th of July for Paul Jensen. We're going to put that right in front of the Nevins Library uh, for the week of Methuen Day. Uh, so we hope you're interested and you're interested in buying a flag for your loved one who is a service member. So having said that, I would tell you, stay dry. Um, it's going to be a little bit uh, cooler tomorrow, thank the good Lord. Um, but uh, stay healthy, and hopefully we'll see you Saturday night, and we'll be back here next Wednesday. Take care. <laughs>